0: So much that I wanted to share, but I'm not going to share too much this morning. Uh, but Luke, um, Luke, Luke's about the alabaster jar. Luke's about a there's a little passage in there about the alabaster jar and how a woman. Can you imagine this? Just think about this: a woman who everybody who everybody looked at and said she's a sinful woman. Do you know what the father looked at and saw? He saw someone who had been chosen from before the world began. Someone who was seeking for love. And someone whose journey eventually took her to love. And the father went, My daughter is going to anoint Jesus. Can you imagine that? everyone looked at that woman and said she is a sinful woman. You remember the story, don't you? She came in the house and the Pharisees had invited Jesus. And it was very nice that they'd invited him for a meal. But she came in the house and she walked behind him and it said she began to weep. And she began to express the depth of her heart. That's what she was doing right then. You understand me? The moment that she took that alabaster jar, that moment was the moment that her world changed. That choice to take that alabaster jar was the moment that her whole future changed because she decided she chose to go to Jesus... And give him all her love. That was the moment that defined her life. That moment right there. And she came and she began to weep and she began to anoint Jesus. And there's a beautiful little verse in, I believe it's Psalm 45, verse 7, and it says that God anoints me with the oil of gladness. And you know, that's that's what was happening in that moment. Everyone around Jesus was questioning him. All the Pharisees were questioning him. They were all grilling him. That's why they invited him. Well, that's one of the reasons. I don't know all the reasons. But Simon, the guy who was the host, when this lady came in, he said of Jesus... If this man only knew who she was, if he was a prophet, he'd never allow her to do what she's doing. That's what he said. And of course, this is the sadness about this is the sadness about how we are as, as people. Can you stop love? Do you think for one moment that you were able to stop love? Can you control it? You cannot, can you? You see, this woman, everything about her screamed that she should not be with Jesus. But do you see for one moment Jesus stopping her? Did he even speak and rebuke her? Did he say anything to hinder her love to him? Nothing. He did not say one word. And he allowed her to continue. Can you imagine? Now imagine, this is a high-class hooker. I'm I'm just describing who she was. She had an alabaster jar. She 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 was not poor, do you understand me? And we don't know her story. We don't know what was going on in her heart but we know that she was she was searching out love that's what she was doing and everyone was going blah 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 look at that woman she is a sinful blah 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 but God saw her long before that God looked into her heart and he knew that she desired to be with Jesus She desired to know God. She desired to express this love in the right way. But of course, up to this point, she'd been expressing it in the wrong way. But she found Jesus and she wept. And as she did so, Simon looked at her and he went, she's sinful, she shouldn't be touching him. Her hands have been other places. How could she touch Jesus? If he knew, he would immediately box her in and say, no more, you cannot touch me. Your hands are unclean. You cannot come near me. That's what everybody around her wanted to say. That's what they all wanted to say. And Jesus said none of it. didn't say a word. He just went, carry on. Carry on and make my day. That's what he said. Just carry on, sweetheart. Because what you are giving me is true. It's pure. It's beautiful. And I don't want it to stop. Because when you give your love like that, my love to you flows beautifully. My love flows freely. And everybody else around was going, no, no, no. Can can we make a wall? Can we make a jail cell? Can we make something to stop her from touching Jesus? Jesus, if you only knew, you would make it yourself. I came so that you might know love. You cannot stop love if you try. It's an impossibility. But we're all frightened. Do you know that's what I found out over the years? Everybody is frightened of love because it is the most powerful force in the world. You cannot stop it, you cannot bin it, you can't put it in a box. You just can't do it. And what love does is it rushes towards you and it exposes all the fear that's inside you. You understand me? There's so many things that happen to us in life and instead of dealing with them, we want to run away from them. Instead of dealing with them, we want to make a box around them to keep them away from us. But actually, all the time, love Is pressing on you. Love is testing your heart to see what really is on the inside of you. Is it fear? Is it control? Are you going to try and control someone? What are you going to do? What's going to happen? I see it all the time. And then we make rules, regulations for other people because we can't deal with this. We can't deal with this love. We can't deal with this openness. We can't deal with the vulnerability of it. We can't deal with it. Because that's what love does. Love opens us up. That's exactly what was happening here. Love was testing the hearts of everybody in that room. And Simon couldn't couldn't, couldn't cope with it. He couldn't cope with it. But God looked down and he went, she is going to anoint my son and everyone will remember this moment the rest of history. Do you know that she's the only person that seemed to recognise what Jesus was doing? She's the only one. She's the only one amongst everyone that recognised that Jesus was actually giving his life in love for everybody around. And when she did what she did, Jesus said, I want you to know that this woman will be remembered until eternity, because she came and anointed me for death and burial. What? For death and burial? Yeah, when she looked at Jesus, she knew that this man was really going to give his life for the kingdom. When she looked at him, she knew the truth in him and about him. And she went, he really is going to lay down his life for me so that I might live. That's what she recognised. Isn't that incredible? And she anointed him. I I just find it amazing, that whole scenario. And Jesus didn't block her in. He didn't put any rules up. He didn't say, no, you can't. Go away from me. He didn't say, now just stand over there so that everybody else is comfortable. He didn't say that. He didn't say, now just go into that room and we'll meet later. Didn't do any of that. He wanted love to flow and to test everybody's heart. Are you ready for that? Now listen to me. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for the kingdom of God? Because the kingdom's coming and it don't look like you think it does. It don't behave by your rules. It just doesn't. Everything that I see about Jesus... He was knocking. Of course, he fulfilled the rules. But then he went, hey, just look at this love. This love takes us into a whole new dimension. Takes us places we don't want to be. Takes us to people we may not want to be with in the natural. Puts us in situations that look scary and fearful and everyone goes, what are you doing but you go, I'm doing the will of God. What are you doing? You see, that's where we're going. I think very few of us actually have recognised where we're going. But don't you want to live like that? Don't you want to live like that? Honestly, I can truly say. And of course it is it's 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 a risk and sometimes I have to be very careful because I find myself in situations where I am unwilling to stand down for anyone because I live for my saviour and I will stand and die for him before I allow someone to dictate to me what love cannot or can do. I refuse that. And it's a very scary place to be. Because you find yourself standing up for people who no one else will stand up for. They'll walk away from. You really do. But love's coming at us more and more. Grace is coming at us more and more. And that's why you're going to find yourself in that. And I'm just telling you in front so that you know. Because love's amazing. Love is willing to lay down its life. And that's what she recognised. And what it Sir? there? I think it was, was it Luke? I, won't, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I ended up talking about it anyway. Wasn't that amazing? Huh? I really wasn't going to talk about that. I was going to talk about something completely different that I wrote down this morning that I thought he wanted me to share but I believe it's um, you've got it haven't you already you're looking at it you see Simon he was judging Jesus that's what he was doing This is what he says, this man, if he were a prophet, would know. So he judged Jesus. He liked Jesus, and he invited Jesus to be with him, but he actually judged Jesus. And then he judged the lady. He judged her by her past. That's what he was doing, wasn't he? Judging her by her past. But the moment you start walking towards Jesus, you walk into your future understand me that choice determines your future forever the moment you start walking Roger me and Roger we we love each other don't we Roger Roger is one of those guys that's just he's so open so honest and we can talk about anything can't we and that's why Aurora loves him so much because he's honest and open and vulnerable and he he wants to be honest with everyone around him and it's a beautiful thing And he won't say anything just to please me or to please God. He wants to find out what he really believes about everything. That's a beautiful thing, Roger. I'd rather rather sit with with Roger for three hours than most Christians. No, really. Because he has that vulnerability, that honesty. He's a little bit... And that's the problem, you say, Roger. This is the problem. It's like, I don't know if she knew what she was doing when she did that. She only recognised... That Jesus was a truthful man. She only recognised that Jesus was a loving man. She recognised something in him. He wasn't wearing a big cape that said, I am the Messiah. Yeah. He wasn't wearing a big cape that said, I'm going to save you from your sins. Jesus just looked like everybody else. And in fact, many ways, he didn't even look good in terms of what people were looking for. But she recognised when she looked at him, there was something beautiful about him. And as soon as she took that al- alabaster jar, as soon as, you, as soon as you began to play, Roger, as soon as you began to play, as soon as you took that invitation, because we, we, we sang a song, didn't we? What was it? I just want to dance with somebody. <laughs> and and, and, and I, said, I said to Roger, I wanted Aurora and Roger just to play it in, in the church. And Roger immediately came. And he went, yeah, I'm, I'm with her. I want to do that. Because in his heart, even though he hadn't worked it all out in his mind, in his heart, he recognises Jesus. He knows. And it's undeniable, and she knew as well. And Jesus just went, come on, give me more of that. I want more of that. I'm not going to stop you, sweetheart. I'm never going to stop love from flowing. I'm not going to stop love from flowing to make you feel comfortable or better you understand me? This is what happens in life. We, we go, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't go there. You can't do that. You can't do that. Because we're all afraid. Because we're just reflecting what's inside us. We're afraid of what we might do. If we went there or did that or we were with that person. We're afraid all the time. But Jesus wants you to overcome your fear. Honestly, he's not going to make any boxes anymore. Because you never met them in the first place. You met Him. He wants to take them all down. And he wants you to feel a little... He don't, please understand me, he doesn't want you to feel uncomfortable, but if your uncomfortability... If, is that a new word? That's a nice word, isn't it? <laughs> your uncomfortability... If you don't feel comfortable, but it breaks down something on the inside of you, then it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Do you understand what I'm saying? We don't have to be afraid when God's moving of what what is happening in people's hearts. Because God knows what's happening. You don't have to be afraid of that. You don't have to feel fearful for them. You don't have to feel fearful for you. You just have to go, why do I feel like that? Do you understand me? That's the question. It's not what can I do to stop this flow? this love the question is why do I feel like that when this happens because can anyone deny what Martin just said Isn't it beautiful Mine? Yeah. God's so good and I'm sure that everybody that w- w- will walk into a new moment because God said it. it might not be necessarily this instant but at some point something will happen you go wow I feel different something's gone on what was that but it's beautiful that Martin came up and, and was bold enough to do that But you see, now, if we'd have stopped, if someone had come to me and said, no, 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 Paul, Paul, no, you can't do that right now. Because we've got got five new people and we don't know what they're going to react like. So let's just damp it all down and go back to singing a beautiful hymn. Just think, if we'd have done that, Martin's knees wouldn't have got healed. You see, that's love right there. Do you understand me? All the time, this is what's happening. And it tests us, it finds us out. Love finds you out. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Love's a beautiful thing. It's undeniable. It's incredible. But when it gets too close to us, starts pressing on us, we want to shut it down. God's going, No, no, you're not going to shut it down. You're going to deal with your own fears, you're going to deal with your own thoughts. You're going to deal with some of those Goliaths that are in your life. Some of those mountains that are in your life. You're not going to run away. We're not going to make a box for you. We're not going to make you feel any more comfortable. Because we're learning. Can you imagine when we go upstairs? That's the only way that I can say it. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we go upstairs? There's going to be waves of pure light It's going to be waves of pure love and grace. I mean, proper tsunami waves. You're going to walk through those beautiful doors, gates, whatever they are, gates, big ones, wherever they are, and you are going to be met by a love that is incredible. Jesus said, Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name. Let, what, let your kingdom come. Lord, let the, let the doors be open. Let the heavenly doors be open. Let those doors be open and let what's there flow into our hearts, flow into our lives and let's be overwhelmed by his love, he's very gentle, he's very gracious, he knows exactly where you are, but don't you want that, I'm living for that, I tell you what, I have cried, I have wept, because of the cruelty of people, the cruelty of people is incredible, the fear that is in people is incredible. We are slowly killing one another in this world because of fear and terror. We're boxing ourselves in more and more and more. Do you see it? It's all around you. It's happening. People call it security. It's not security, it's fear. You understand me? You can't can't win with it. You can only win with love. Loves what's gonna win. And that's where we're all going, folks. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's where you're going. Roger's going there, even though Roger goes, I'm not sure where I'm going. Roger's going there. Roger's going. Because he can't help himself. It's just beautiful. That force takes you and we're also we're also taking up, we're like, everyone's gotta make a decision. Listen to me. People are making decisions every moment of the day. Don't worry about people making decisions. Let them walk the journey and walk it with them. And love them and bless them. Be gracious with them. I know we are doing that. We're doing that more and more. And yes, when they want to know, they'll ask you. Roger asked me all sorts of things and I'm sure that he asked Aurora all sorts of things, don't you? Huh? do not they? He does all the time. He's a nice lad, isn't he? I mean, look at them, aren't they beautiful? We love them, don't we? We love them. They're beautiful. You know, she, she was singing a song the other day, Where not you? You're singing a song. Sorry, Roger. She was, sing, she was singing a song in Ilkley. In Leeds. In Leeds, in Leeds that's where it was. See, okay, where have I been? <laughs> she was singing a song in Leeds the other day that she'd written. And, and Roger, he couldn't, he's just overwhelmed with love. Never stop that, Roger. Never stop it never stop it son never don't try to be a man because no no I mean it because people who are trying to be men are just idiots really stop it be who you are you grow up into a man don't you but you can't grow up into a man if you haven't been a boy and if you are a real boy it never loses you do you understand me this heart that Jesus gave me, it never, the love don't get any less, it gets more. It's a new heart, it's Jesus' heart. don't get any less, it gets more. I don't cry any less, I cry more. Honestly. I cry more. My heart breaks more. My eyes see more, my ears hear more. Because Jesus has done something beautiful in my life and he's done something beautiful in your life. And now we just have to flow with it. Flow with it. Listen to me. Flow with it. I tell you, I had, had, and I'll finish with this. I had possibly, I mean, she was lovely. I'm not saying anything about it. She was was just like we are. But I had possibly one of the hardest-nosed women that I have met for a long time the other week and she was desperate to find something that I'd done wrong. She was desperate. She wanted to nail me. She wanted to pin me. She didn't want me again to get into America. She wanted to nail me, honestly. So she took my mobile and looked through everything, everything. Every text. Every WhatsApp, everything. All my notes. I mean, I was upset because I was upset because there's some notes in here that are your notes. You understand me? And I would never share those with anyone. But she found it in her heart that she could could just look through anything, say anything, accuse me of anything. But what happened is that as the hours went on, every question she asked me, I answered her. And I answered it truthful. I gave her loads of testimony. It was wonderful. Honestly, loads of testimony about people getting healed, about my relationship with... Isaac and Sylvia and Italy and America and now it all started about Jim, about the guy that got healed of cancer. I I was just able to give all this beautiful testimony and I could see the more that I did it, I I began to feel for her because she's desperate to find me wrong. She's desperate to get an excuse to stop me. But I saw six hours in, all the steam that we're in her began to go out of her. She couldn't find anything. Everything that she asked me, I answered her. Everything. Who's that person? What's your relationship to that person? How do you know that person? What's going on there? Why did you do that? Answered it all. I just said to the Lord, Lord, even though it's nothing to do with her, I'm going to share it all. And the more that I shared it, the more the anger in her, this like sense of, I have the right to stop you, that all began to flow away. And eventually she said, actually, I don't find anything. I don't find anything of criminality. My supervisors don't, because she'd threatened me. Her supervisors were going to, I'd be going upstairs to see them. Telling them how, how fraudulent and criminal I was. Eventually she went, we find nothing. So we have to let you go. Okay. Seven hours then, that. But the thing that, the thing, the thing that upset me, and, and, and it was different to the first time, because this had happened to me before. The first time, I nearly couldn't speak and I was angry. This time... Of course, I was upset. I was upset because I'm not seeing beautiful people who I love, Truly love who were like family to me. I'm, I'm not seeing them, so I was upset. I was, but more than anything, I was sad. I was sad that we have we've made laws for one another that stop the flow of love, of fellowship. Of goodness, Do you understand me? That's what we've done. In an order to feel secure, to feel comfortable, to feel all right, we've made laws against one another. But by doing that, we've actually stolen love from each other. That's what we've done. That's what we're doing. That's what the world's doing right now. But you've got to determine to love Jesus and keep going with Jesus. Because he's not like that. He's like this. Isn't he? He's like this. And you've got to bite down and just go, Lord, use me. Let your love flow through me. And not put up those barriers. And I I want to pray for everyone this morning. I just want to pray for all all of us together that this love and this grace that God has given to us would flow more and more. So Father, we come to you this morning, Lord. And we say that we're sorry, Lord. We're sorry that we're cruel to one another, Lord. That we try to box each other in and make, make others as we are, Lord. We, we try to form an in, in our own image, Lord. But a lot of the time we're just so fearful. We're terrified, Lord, about living. Because we're not yet sure what we'd do if we had everything. But, Lord, I pray that you would work into our hearts, Lord, and forgive us, Lord, where we try to box people in. Where we make rules and laws and legalities, Lord, to stop us from living a heartfelt love life. Because that's what you are, Jesus. You are love, all love, and beautiful love and grace. And truth comes out of that, only out of it, Lord, together with it. Father, bring us to a new place. I ask, Lord, that you would. Not just this church, Lord, not just our own church, but all our brothers and sisters, Lord. We've taken taken the one-body, Lord. We've eaten of the one-body, Lord, this morning. We're praying for all our brothers and sisters, Lord. That, Father, instead of legalities and laws and rules and regulations, Father, Lord, that we would begin to flow in the love and the grace and the truth of God. Father, that it begin to overtake us, Lord. That your life would begin to overflow us, Father. It would begin to overwhelm us, Jesus. Father, that we would be as strong and brave and courageous as you were that day, Father, in front of Simon, Lord that we'd be as strong and courageous as that, Lord. Father, that we would expose, allow, the, allow things to be exposed, Lord, because of the love that we have in us. And that we deal with the real issue, Father, that's in our hearts. Father, I, I don't really know what I'm praying, Lord, but I'm praying for each and every one of us, Lord. The beautiful love, Father, and grace had flow in our lives in an even greater dimension father and we thank you jesus for your love your beauty lord your goodness you're so wonderful you're so wonderful jesus you're not a theory you're not a theology you're not a word you're not a book You're the most beautiful person ever. That's what you are, Jesus. And from you flows everything. And Father, if there's anyone here today that still has pain in the heart, Father, that still has bitterness or resentment, Lord, I'm just asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would minister by your Spirit into each of our hearts and especially that heart that is hurting Lord please Jesus just kiss kiss each one Lord because your kiss is Jesus there's nothing in all the world like your kiss is Jesus so please Lord kiss us we love you Jesus we love you Jesus Father, we also just ask, Lord, that any judgment, any condemnation, Father, that it would be broken in the name of Jesus. We ask it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father.